Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. He brings the passion. For what? I want to know now. I'm, I'm mentally invested. Don't tell me to pray and you don't say what for. He brings the perspective. Yeah, I I they both have a great point. Get off me, text line. Uh, he's truly one of a kind. That is wow. Oh, my God. And he's doing a great job. Okay. I need you to man up and say what you really want to say. Simon, you're doing a great job. They're Steiny and Guru yeah. on 95.7 The Game. All right, what's going on, Bay Area? Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daryl the Guru Johnson. We're halfway through the week. We're midway to NFC Championship Sunday where Man. the Niners are taking on the Lions. We got a lot to get into today, Goo. We, of course, got to respond to some of the comments here on the station by Steve Kerr. The Warriors are back in action tonight. We got a two-time Super Bowl champ, Daryl Pollard, coming up DP. at 12 o'clock. But I'm just ready to get into it, man. How you doing, Goo? How you feeling? I'm 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 feeling good. E dog, e money. I'm gonna call you all of it. E loke. I'm happy to be with you. Uh, just an update on Steiny. I talked yep. to him this morning. He hit me. He's doing fine. So he's on the mend. Uh, get better. Got a brand new hip. Yeah, brand new hip. So let's Yay. go. Um, but you and me, I'm with you. After that climactic game Saturday night, I just Evan. I know you wanted to marinate, but man, I wish these uh, games, because I'm going to put an S on it. I'm excited for the first game, too, with Lamar and Patrick leading into the Niner game with Goff and Purdy. I mean, I can't wait, man. Look, I think the divisional round, just because you get four quality football games, is my favorite weekend of football all year. But you talk about the four best teams, we got them. Mm. I think from top to bottom, you look at what Kansas City's done, what they have done, what they are trying to do. Baltimore quietly is having a historic season. The Niners have a historic offense. And then Detroit right now is kind of America's team. They're the lovable Lions yep. right now. And that's that's where I want to start today, Goo, because you know, I've been I've been seeing a lot and reading a lot really about how everyone is rooting for the Lions. And I understand it. Look, the Niners are seven point favorites, touchdown up at home. Levi's, you know it's gonna be a tough environment for Jared Goff and company. But but there's there's just been something that's kind of been bugging me. And it's like mm. the Lions are America's team right now, America's favorite. About fifty percent of the country look at polls, everyone's rooting for the team from Detroit. They hope that they can get back yeah. to, get to a Super Bowl for the first time ever. But does that make the 49ers the villains? Cuz I don't feel like they're the villains right now, Goo. Well, I'll tell you what. They haven't been, I don't think at any point under Kyle Shanahan because of 
I'll say not his moxie, just his presence. He's reserved to me. You know, doesn't say a lot, doesn't give a lot to the media. I'm talking about Kyle. Um, they they do play with the physicality that's uh, I believe that's been unmatched uh, since 2019. But you are right. America loves a great story. Uh, we build you up to tear you down. But guess what? With the Lions in the Motor City, shout out General Motors. They've never been up really. You know what I mean? They've never really been up. So I get that they're the darlings, but I'll tell you what, Evan, to your point, it got me to thinking, after what the Niners, and I'm going to give them luck, they were lucky to escape that game. I think Green Bay tricked that game off, whatever. They got to be Darth Vader. They got to come with that that renegade element to impose their will early on Jared Goff and the Lions, or this Cinderella story, whatever you want to call it, Detroit, will continue to Las Vegas. Well, that's kind of my thing is, I don't know if the, the 49ers see themselves as the villains, but I'll ask you, 888-957-9570, do you think the Niners need to embrace being villains? Because I do. I think that this team right now, and they, they showed last week against Green Bay, Right now, they they seem to be lacking something. And I don't know, maybe it was three weeks off, 21-day break essentially for most of the starters going back to Week 18 and prior. But they came out flat against Green Bay. And to your point, they almost lost. A lot of the, most of the game, I felt like they were fortunate to be in it. Yes. And then Purdy took a hold of the final drive, 6 of 7. We know the rest. And he's into the game-winning books. But this game this week, if all of America or the majority of America is on the side of the Detroit Lions, I wonder why... The 49ers are not a team that wants to embrace that grittiness, that darkness, because they are a team that I think has the ability or the propensity to be physical, to be gritty, to be grimy. And I didn't see it in a muddy type of game last weekend. And if they come out flat again, like they did against the Packers, well, then you might be talking about the lovable Lions being in the Super Bowl, and that's something I don't want to see. No doubt. And, Evan, help me out and the listeners, 888-957-9570. What will you look at? I mean, are you asking the Niners kind of – to change their demeanor or who they are because we saw a glimpse of that and this could be a horrible analogy or example Evan but I think of the glove why the hell would you try a glove Brock but you did and it got in the way a little bit you know and you ditched it so I guess I'm asking you shouldn't we prescribe to the Niners to be what you've been and let him let it hang or are you asking them to do something else? Because I guess tangible wise, how will we know if they're if they're tapping into that that renegade or that that villain role? Well, I've seen them a couple times this season be able to dig down and find it, and it's been against two of their rivals, the team that you root for, the Dallas Cowboys. There was trash talking going on that week, and they kicked their ass. They took Niners that game did. personally, yeah. mm-hmm. and in Week Five, they hung forty two points on them against the Philadelphia Eagles. They went into Philly and had a score to settle. All right. They kicked the crap out of Philly. And they essentially snatched their soul, according to a lot of experts. Philly fell off the tracks. This is a game that the Niners have not seen Detroit before. They haven't played them this season. But they have to look at them, in my opinion, like they looked at the Lions, right. like they looked at the Eagles and the Cowboys. Like this has to be a game within a game almost because. I think everyone looks at, look, I mean, the Niners are a likable team, right? You look at the face of them right now, Brock Purdy, young, good-looking kid, doesn't talk too much trash. Guy next door. 
The guy who's out right now could be available, could not be Debo Samuels, probably the one that talks the most trash. I saw George Kittle on the Pat McAfee show this week talking to the producer who likes the Green Bay Packers saying, well, that's why we sent you home. Like, that's the kind of demeanor and and, and candor that I want to see from the Niners. I want to see them look at the Lions and say, everyone is on your side. Why? Like, why is everyone rooting for you? Why does everyone think that you're the team that can come in and upset the beast, the machine that's wow. been the San Francisco 49ers all season? And take that personally. I want to see him with some edge. Yeah, no doubt. And that's why I've been calling, Evan. Uh, we, we're all entitled to our own opinion, and that's what we do. But I, I think it starts with the defensive line. Going into this season, the staple and the identity of this 49er team before we saw what the offense was going to be year two under Purdy, it was this ferocious defensive line that has now gotten enhancements with Hargrave. You brought in Randy Gregory. Oh, by the way, we gave them kudos for that. And then you brought in um, Chase Young. And all of a sudden against the Jaguars, you're thinking, oh, my God, this thing is it's it's a locomotive. And all of a sudden, Evan, you play to get a bye to get that rest, which, quote unquote, every team would wish they had. We saw the Ravens do that and punish uh, the Texans and company. But yet the Niners are at a home game with favor by nine and a half. And the unit that is supposed to send the message or deliver the blow and make like miserable for the rookie that did not manifest. So I'm looking at you in your beautiful puff coat asking (laughs) you, what do you think that was about? Because right now I'll give anybody that wants to call the show and say it it was a rust. Okay. But Evan, I'm telling you at three 30 Sunday afternoon that that defensive front does not get home, and that defensive backfield duplicates what they did last week. Evan, the person that's under the most pressure is not Brock Purdy. It's not Kyle Shanahan. It is Steve Wilkes to me because you can't blame all 11 defenders. So they have to show up uh, more than any other. That's who I'm more concerned about, man. You're more concerned about the defensive side of the football. No doubt. Evan, what was that? That I was, thought they could. They were running down their throat. A seven and a half minute drive to start the game. That's sending a message. Who saw that coming? Well, to me, we've kind of seen it coming all season. Like this is a, ah. a Niners run D that you look at the the totals, right? They're third against the run total yardage. It's because they're playing from ahead most of the time. Damn. If you look at what they're actually doing efficiency wise against the run, they're not that great. Like, this is a team that can be run on. Arizona had 232 on them, and I was like, sure yeah, did. whatever. And Detroit loves to run the football. And that offensive line, I know they're going to be down Jonah Jackson to guard it towards meniscus, ah. but, but they got big boys up front that can move defensive linemen. They did it against Tampa. They've done it all season long. They want to establish the run. And that's why I'm talking about the 49ers embracing Attitude. the role of the villain because I think it starts in the trenches. I think it starts with the offensive line and the defensive line. I want to see Chase Young and Bosa, the Buckeye boys, get yes. grimy. I, there's something right now that the Niners lack on the defensive side of the football. And I think Fred Warner has it. Drake Greenlaw for oh sure my God. has they it. Said both of those guys saved him. Those guys hit yeah. hard. And I need to see everyone on Sunday do that because it's going to take a body bag type performance, I think, to put away a Lions team that hangs their hat on physicality. That is who they are. That's who they've been. And it's embodied sure by the head coach. 
but it's also a team that has nothing to lose, and that makes them even more dangerous. No doubt. Uh, great point, Evan, and I'm done with the prediction business. I know it's you and me the rest of the week. Yeah. I'll give one Friday, but my 38-10, to 10, I mean, I, I am so – the Niners pulled it out. That's what it's about, advancing. Brock wasn't the best, but he was the best when he needed to be. But, Evan – I don't put anything past in regard to how this game will culminate after seeing Green Bay take the Niners to 15 rounds. And you, you people forget, uh, Detroit won that division. So they are allegedly better than the Packers. And I'm looking at Bosa, and it's just one play. You got Wicks, the receiver, holding him like he was Bosa. And Bosa, like, I, what's going on there? So the mentality that you talk about, I've seen it from two guys only on the defensive end, and that may sound unfair, but it's true. And Armstead, you came back. I thought the run D, that was going to really help it. It it didn't really. So, Evan, I am concerned, is six, seven days enough for the Niners to tap back into that mojo and let everybody know, you know, you, you quiver when you see us. And it just didn't seem like that Saturday night. When I look at some of the greatest champions, and the Niners are trying to win their first Super Bowl in you know thirty years, but that's a long while. When I look at some of the best performers, especially in the NFL, I look at guys that have embraced the role of the villain. Obviously, Tom Brady has embraced the villain role. Even Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl. Like that guy's big as big of a villain as they come. No doubt. Patrick Mahomes right now appears to be someone that is cool with being the bad guy. The Niners, to me, even going back to twenty nineteen. Jimmy Garoppolo is the face of the quarterback position. Like, they seem likable. They seem lovable. They're a group of good guys. Yeah. I don't want good guys on Sunday. I want guys that are putting their face in the dirt and putting other teams in the dirt. Like, that's what I want. And that, to me, is how you get to a Super Bowl. That's how you win a Super Bowl. And right now, I'm not sure if the Niners, based on the performance against Green Bay, have the edge to take it all the way. Even if they don't play their A game, I still think they can beat the Lions. Okay. But I want to see an A game because we probably got a C plus, maybe B minus performance on Saturday against Green Bay. Yeah, no doubt. Evan, I'll say this C minus, but it goes back to your original point. Are you at all worried if that's a demand or something you would like to see from, you know, a majority of the season, if not all, a bunch of good guys? Like, do you want them to even waste time trying to tap into that villain role? Because I think there is something to that mentally to be who you are. Or try to put on that that Dark Vader cape and kind of lose your way. Well, I think they've been trying to swing up at the Darth Vaders the last few years. It's probably you know it's one of the reasons they they don't have a Super Bowl. They've been they've been looking at. I'll give you three. Yeah, they've been looking at the Chiefs in 2019, 2021. It was the Rams. I think the Rams were a little bit tougher that year. I, you know, they've been to the NFC Championship even last season. Unfortunately, it was derailed due to injury. But the Eagles looked like a tougher team at the beginning of that football game. We'll never know. Yeah. I want to see the Niners be the tougher football team against arguably the toughest team in the NFC. I'm not going to go ahead and say they're tougher than the Ravens, the Chiefs, even maybe the Bills who gave Patrick Mahomes all he could ask for on Saturday um, or on Sunday. But the Niners, to me, have to be the more physical football team if they want to beat the Lions. And I think it does start with embracing that role of a villain, something that they have done throughout the year. But I haven't seen it often enough and certainly didn't Damn. see it against the Packers. No, that's an astute assessment. And I'll say this. When the Niners were rolling, Evan, it was a given that the team in the red and gold were going to be the more physical team. You didn't even have to ask for that nasty. It was just natural. And for whatever reason, you know, even 
even I know they punted on the Rams game. All of a sudden, I'm sitting here doing calculations about the Niners and what might happen, especially from a physical standpoint and mentality, when I just knew that was something that was a given. And now what I don't like is the fact that part of your heart and soul is Debo Samuel and Evan you know this already. He's 50-50. So, you know, I did the show with FP a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and I, I just appreciate this. As a fan, he said his viewpoint of Debo will change if Debo didn't play and said that game, this game Sunday. And I go, well, that's kind of that, – that wasn't offended, but I appreciated the honesty. But it starts right there. Like, is there any part of Evan Giddings – the things Debo won't go give it the old college try because Jerry Rice joins Padoni and Bonte, and he's like, he has to play. Well, look, I'll I'm never paraphrasing, but yeah, he said, "Like yeah. I'm never going to go against what the goats got to say." And Jerry Rice, the, you know, the morning show yeah. did a fantastic job with him this morning. I encourage everyone to go check that out on the Odyssey app. But good call. I think that Debo Samuel, if he can play, he will play. Like that's the kind of player that I think Debo is, and he is extremely important to what this offense is able to do. And we've seen them early in the year struggle without him. Now, it also coincided with missing Trent Williams. Yeah. CMC was banged up a little bit. I don't think the Niners necessarily need Debo in this game to win, but he gives them a significantly better chance. I'm not going to judge Debo if he doesn't play because on the off chance that there's something wrong with that shoulder, I mean, you're playing through so much pain. He's a physical player to begin with. You know, sometimes I would like to see Debo maybe make a couple better business decisions in the middle of the game. Did like, you like him you on the kickoff? Because we really don't know when he got hurt. Just I'm throwing that. Yeah. Or did you understand it? Well, I understand it because, I, I don't know, you feel with Ray Ray McLeod taking punts and, and kicks back all wow, the time. Yeah. And Debo Samuel's doing that back at South Carolina. So like he, he's someone that can take punts and take kicks. I don't mind the 49ers trying to throw the kitchen sink at opposing teams, but Debo Samuel is a, is a dog. I think that even if it's 50-50, if he's flipping a coin and it lands, you know, if it lands on heads, he might just say, F it, I'm going to go get the old college try regardless. I, I think Debo Samuel will be out there if he can. I don't know if the Niners need him to win the NFC Championship game. I do think they need him to win the Super Bowl. Okay, all right, no doubt. And yet, like you you had mentioned, whoever comes out of the AFC right now, that's a whole different beast. But I will say this, because we've talked about it, Ustani and I ad nauseum throughout the season, and it was a theme, Evan. If I ask you, you just shared with us what you thought about Debo, and you're right. But what about Brock Purdy? What would his answer be? How easier is his job when you just have the threat of Debo uh, going in motion or whatnot? And to me, the three-game losing streak, and you are right, it wasn't just Debo, it was Trent. But Evan, I really thought the restraints of Brock and the defenders not having to worry about that Debo pack the jet sweep, I think that helped them hone in on Purdy and hone in on, you know what, we're stopping McCaffrey, let this dude beat us over the top, because let's be honest, and put the right on the table in the rain early, brought to you by Atco, that was the worst game, even worse than Baltimore in regard to accuracy, and if you want to say it was a wet ball, okay, I get it, Evan, but that was... I've never seen Brock miss more throws than I have in that game. So now if you're telling me no Debo, what does that do to him? 
and talking about Brock. Well, number one, I think an extra week or a week with Kyle Shanahan knowing that he potentially doesn't have Debo Samuel will help him out. I don't think we're going to see any jet sweeps for Juwan Jennings like we saw at the second I half. I was like, what? Well, come on! Around. Like, what, what are we doing there? Uh, but I do, th- <laughs> I do think that terrible. Brock Purdy... Like, to me, that was... If you're talking about accuracy, that might have been his worst game of the season. Like that throw in the swing, the swing route out to McCaffrey in the flat. It, it was a turf monster. I mean, he was about five yards short. Like, I don't know where that ball was going, but to his credit, he clutched up. When yeah. he needed to be accurate, yeah. he was accurate. The balls to Jawan Jennings yeah. over the middle, threading it right, layering it over the linebacker was a beautiful pass. Third and five to IU. Great IU. catch, too, but right great after ball George Kittle pa- dropped the ball, by the way. That's when I, Evan, that's when I was like, oh, this might not be the day. And it was, because Brock Purdy clutched right. up, and the Packers did not. But 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daryl the Guru Johnson. Yes, yes. We got Daryl Pollard at 12 o'clock, two-time Super DP. Bowl champion for the San Francisco 49ers. Do you think the 49ers need to be villains this weekend? I saw them dressing all black when they went to Philly, and they laid the wood on the Philadelphia Eagles. I saw Debo in all black. I saw Trent Williams in all black. I saw Chase Young in all black. They were going to a funeral that day. Is that the 49ers team you want to see on Sunday in the NFC Championship game against the Detroit Lions? Let's get out to San Jose, bring in the calls, 888-957-9570. Joe's in San Jose. What's up, man? You're on 95.7 The Game. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, hey. Uh, this one, this one right here is going to be a little different because if any team in this NFL, any team in the playoffs is being motivated right now, it's the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell is a box full of motivation. Every time he speaks, you want you want to do push-ups. So, Niners, got to come out, do the thing, and stop going up by three, stop kicking field goals, just punch your dudes in the mouth, and you'll go to the Super Bowl. Stop, stop letting people in the game. Shut the door and leave it and throw the key away. That's all I got. Appreciate it. Evan, let me can I ask you a quick question? I'd love to Are see you, it. And I want to be Monday morning quarterback on a Wednesday. But Albert in a Bridge. game that was played for Californians mm-hmm. in a monsoon are you shocked that McCaffrey only had 17 carries and Brock threw 39 times, the most attempts on the season? I say that to say, do you think Kyle got caught up in the moment? Like, why would that distribution be that way in that game in those conditions? Well, I think it's because I, th- I thought Kyle overthought the game in general. Like, I-, I think instead of trying to play the pass off the run, he was trying to play the run off the pass. And Christian McCaffrey was he was averaging six yards a carry. Right, I mean, it wasn't like they weren't moving the ball on the ground. <sighs> Green Bay wasn't getting after him early in downs consistently enough for me to see them go away from McCaffrey. And so I thought, yeah, Kyle did overthink things from a play-calling perspective, and that hopefully also resets this weekend. Like, put the ball on the ground. Put it in the hands of your best Man. playmaker, especially if you don't have Debo Samuel. I want to see a whole hell of a lot of number 23. Okay. He got lucky. Kyle did. Because, you know, it, this would be a whole different week and theme of, from a national perspective, too, which it is already when you talk about the quarterback. But that is interesting. He's six yards a pop. Like, how do you not marry that? Well, I want to dig into that okay. on the other side because I want to talk about the San Francisco 49ers embracing the role of the villains against quote-unquote 
America's Lovable Lines. That's what I've been reading about all day. I've been reading about how 50%, over 50% of the country, this is even going back to last week, is on board with the Detroit Lions. They want them to make their first Super Bowl in franchise history. Of course, the 49ers are trying to win their sixth in franchise history, and that demands them to go through Detroit this weekend at Levi's Stadium at 3.30 on Sunday. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz. He's going to be out through the rest of the week nursing the hip surgery. He's got a brand new hip. Steiny! I don't know about a brand new Steiny. We'll find out, though, when he's back. That's Daryl the Guru Johnson. Also, later in the show, we're going to get into some of the comments on these airwaves from Steve Kerr. I thought he had a lot of interesting things to talk about with, of course, the tragic passing that's gone on with the Warriors and where their season goes from here as they begin tonight. 7 o'clock tip against the Atlanta Hawks at Chase Center. It's a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit Freedman'sAppliance.com today. Also a reminder, you can catch all four hours of Steiny Guru on the free Odyssey app. Go check out the three amazing interviews this morning with the Morning Roast. You got Bomani Jones. You got the GOAT Jerry Rice. Also Anthony Slater for you. Watch us on YouTube and Twitch powered by First NorCal Credit Union. 49ers need to be the villains, right? I mean, talk to me. 888-957-9570. We're back after this on 95.7 The Game. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz will be out this week. He's got a brand new hip. He's in good spirits, though. He is. How would you define Steiny in good spirits? When he calls, because I've been hearing <laughs> some people say they, he ain't hit him back, but you know, he's probably still under the anesthesia. But he hit me saying, Goo, I'm feeling a little better. Yeah, no, he, he's on the morphine. I don't, I don't know. The I don't morphine. Shout out morphine. That is a good one. I do like it. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of morphine going around this weekend because this, the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions, right? I, I think this, this is going to be a black and blue type of game, Goo. Like, I do think that the Lions are going to try and punch the, the 49ers in the mouth as much as they can early and often, just because that kind of felt like the blueprint for what the Packers did. I know that it was a different game in terms of climate. All signs point to 74-degree highs on Sunday. Clear skies, maybe a little bit foggy, but it's going to be prime conditions for what the Niners like to do. Not only Brock Purdy, but Jared Goff is someone that struggles in wet conditions. So it looks like it's going to be a lot better than what it was last weekend. But the plan of attack for Detroit, and this is why we're talking about the Niners, in my opinion, needing to embrace the villain role, I think they're going to try and push around a team that, on paper, looks like a good group of guys. 
Yeah. And a good group of guys that plays with the physicality for much of the season, Evan, that's unmatched, second to none. But all of a sudden, uh, you know, you got out physical on your your own uh Saad yeah. Saturday night. The world saw it to the point to where some, you know, regardless if you think it's fair or not, say the Niners got lucky to win. But the bottom line is they won. Now it's about coaching. Now it's about we cannot, they cannot let what happened Saturday night um, resurface. And I'll tell you what, if you're the Falcon, excuse me, if you're the Lions watching that Packer game, you having that film study, Evan, if I'm a coach or a player, again, it was one game, but it was a playoff game. If I'm if I'm the Lions and you talk about mindset, mentality, and black and blue, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we got action. We can try to duplicate or even do it better what Green Bay did. So we'll see what necessary adjustments the Niners make. But again, you know, I said this to Larry yesterday and I'll say it to you. Wilkes is the defensive coordinator. Kyle is Wilkes' boss. Hmm. So my thing is, all of a sudden, are they going to do a, a switcheroo and Kyle going to sit in on the defensive meetings? I don't expect that. So that's why I'm worried for Wilkes. If Purdy were to have a bad game, he's going to be the quarterback next year. If Kyle's going to coach scared, he's going to be the head coach next year. Yeah, you'll you have to pay for it in the streets with the Jackals, but I'm looking at Steve Wilkes, and if I were at the coffee shop with him, I'd say, I got this for you, coach. But you do understand, if your unit – Looks like it did last week, and it gets had, and Jared Goff is not under duress, and he's hitting St. Brown and Gibbs and that two-headed running monster. They're just they're they're bringing it. You might be looking for a job, Evan, because there's always a fall guy. That's how heavy this thing is. So it's your question is they got to be the villains. Well, it starts with Wilkes. It was funny. One of my friends texted me yesterday just asked, what do you think about Amon Ross St. Brown over 59.5 receiving yards? I said, you hammer that. Man, no doubt. Especially with what you saw the secondary. Henry Thomas? Unable to do against the Packers. And I think Amon Ra is better than any receiver, at least right now. Packers got a lot of promising young receivers. Yeah, Laporta? He's like a Sam Laporta. Man. Pro Bowl as a rookie. Like They got weapons that Jared Goff can get the ball to, and of course, they can run the ball on the ground with that two-headed monster of Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. But what you're talking about, I think, is a tie to identity. And the 49ers certainly have an identity. But I do wonder how people think it looked on Saturday against Green Bay and how it's going to manifest itself on Sunday. It's something that Big Smooth wants to talk about is out in Big Oakland. Smoothie. What's up, Big Smooth? You're on with Evan and Guru on 95.7 The Game. What's up? Hey, good, good uh, morning. I guess it's still morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, hey. Uh, yeah, we're talking about uh, that villainous role. I-, I think you have to play your way into it. And, but, you know, in this defense, you know, I want to see, I want to see a legion of boom. I want to see a steel curtain, purple people eaters, sack mm. exchange. This defense doesn't really have, even though they have talent, they don't really have that thing, that thing that they're known for. This is an opportunity for the Niners to come out with, and forge that, that villainous identity with their play. Because I'm going to be honest with you, secondary looks kind of sus. I mean, if we be honest. That secondary, I don't think anybody is, is extremely confident. We, we, we we're confident in Fred Warner. He's a baller. Joey Bosa, we, we, but we're not so confident in that secondary. And if, if I were Dan Campbell, I'd be looking at ways to exploit right there because mm. that's where you saw the weakness for the Niners. If the, if the Niners have a, a chink in that armor, it's that secondary. So why would you not exploit that? That's your best shot. 
you know, keep the ball moving because Green Bay did. And if they could put any kind of pressure on Purdy, I think that's their strategy. They're going to say, hey, they're going to look at that film. They're going to look at this two worst games was that one. But you know what? Props to the Niners for winning a, a playoff game with their C. They came up there with a C-plus game, and they, they didn't go home. That's normally not the way it goes. Big Smoothie, so, let me ask you this. Yeah. I'm not saying you're, you're handing out hall passes because the secondary's best friend, and you are correct, they did not show up, is a pass rush. I'm just shocked you hadn't mentioned the, the D-line not getting home because that's where it starts. No, I, I, I would agree, but I was giving Jordan Love more credit. Jordan mm, Love is mm. a big quarterback. He's got a big arm, and he doesn't even run like he could. I mean, he, he could run, yeah. but he, I mean, I was giving more credit to Jordan, to Jordan Love. Now, we, we know uh, Goff, Cowboy, we know him. We know him from Cal, but we know him from the Rams. If he gets flustered, you know, you're right, Goo. If he gets flustered, that changes the, the, the whole trajectory of the game. I think this game is going to be a game that the defense is going to actually win this game. I, I believe that. I believe the defense needs to come out with a big game, and now is the time to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Y'all be blessed. Appreciate that, Big Smooth. Look, I, I'm with you on the defensive line. They spent $250 million yes. on two Talk players on the defensive line Talk this offseason. Obviously, the big extension for Nick Bosa and, of course, Javon Hargrave, the grave digger, who did make a big play in the Green Bay game, even though he didn't get to the quarterback in terms of a sack. I think it was on a third down late in that game that forced what would have been the 41-yard uh, field goal you miss. He got to Jordan Love and forced an errant pass. Are we so, lowering our standard for that? Because you're right. They 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 pressure Jordan Love and and. and the most the, the perfect times, but collectively, Evan, I know I'm stepping on you. Aren't we lowering the standards to say, oh, they they did okay, thanks for that one play, and it helped you move on, and you did stop them in the red zone. But I guess I'm just looking at it like through a my the, the, the prism of that's the least you could do. Yeah, I, I didn't I, look. My bigger concern was with the run defense, Oof. like the fact that Aaron Jones was Man. the first hundred-yard rusher against this Niners defense. I think since 2021. That's a concern of mine because the Lions got two. They got two running backs. Hard. They they hit it hard. And both Montgomery and Gibbs are very very good. Gibbs is also good out of the backfield in terms of catching passes. But one thing I thought was interesting when you talk about the pass rush. And this is one area I guess I would be a little concerned for Purdy because he can get happy feet at times if he gets pressured. The Lions pressure quarterbacks more than any team in the NFL. That I didn't know. They get to the quarterback and have gotten to the quarterback 187 times this season in terms of pressures. The 49ers, meanwhile, are 17th in that category. So they don't get to the quarterback as much. And that, to me, is a problem when you're looking at the amount of money that you spend on this football team because the majority of your cap is up front. You got Armstead back. Man. You got Hargrave. You got Bosa. You went out and traded for Chase Young, who did help you in the last half of the season. Yeah, t- but yeah, where were they on off. Saturday? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm ask, I don't know. And that's why I think when your employee or your employees aren't up to snuff, the manager gets, you, you know, they come down on the manager and then it falls downhill. So that's why I'm just looking at Wilkes. And I brought this up to Larry Evan, you know. You could say whatever you want on why they told him he needed to come down from upstairs in his comfort zone. But I do know this. D'Amico Ryans parlayed this defensive coordinator position into a head job. Robert Sala did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And right now, I, I, I'm i just 
it, it doesn't sit well with me when we have conversations on what we think are going to uh, transpire last Saturday and this Sunday because I'm I, I feel like I'm living in the past a bit because that Niner defense collectively was not what I'm accustomed to. That was not the team that you said took it personal and kicked the crap out of Dallas on national TV. And then dre- you got me thinking they did dress in all black going into that game. So that was a mindset. They need to tap into that because I don't know what color they wore uh, Saturday night, but I don't think Fox even caught, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Evan, um, the boombox thing. Like, did they <laughs> did they skip that Saturday? Because that's how they played, but I don't know. I know it was raining, but Evan, you are right. It is about psyche and mindset, and they need to tap back into that. 888-957-9570. Evan Gettings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daryl the Guru Johnson. Let's get out to Sam Bruno. What's up, Rob? Man, doing, I've been man? looking for it. Rob! How we doing? What's, what's going on, fellas? Hey, Guru, I I, I kind of disagree with you on that. I'm okay. gonna tell you why. All right. I think all year all year long, the 49ers defense has been playing one dimensional teams. Mm. They've been playing. They haven't played a quarterback with a running game yet. They played one last week, and they and I think coordinators are looking. Okay, we got to keep them off balance. So what got we, we got to do? We're gonna run at Bosa. We're going to see can he hold the edge, and he ain't been doing it. So if I'm running at you, keeping you off balance, you can't just put your ears back and, and, and get the quarterback. I wow. think when, when, Green, when Green Bay went away from the pass, went away from um, Jones last week, that's when they lost the game at. So I feel like <clears throat> teams coordinators are smart. Okay, we're not going to just go one dimension on you. We got quarterbacks now. I think golf with his running game and his ability to hit the ball down the field with his quick receivers and tight ends, He's gonna the, the the defense not gonna be able to just key in on one aspect of the game, and the Niners D line all they gonna do is make you one dimensional second pass rush and use their speed with their linebackers. That's what they want to do. But teams are smarter than they're, they're not allowing it. Just play off football. Both of them need to beat us one on ones. Quit getting stood up on the ground. Pancakes. I wow. seen that all last I, week. Wow, I did don't, too. Don't blame, don't blame the weather. Wow. And, and, and then one more thing. And yeah. then Kyle, Kyle. He needs to show up because I'm going to tell you why. Y'all, we can talk this Purdy being this and that. Purdy is a product of Kyle Shanahan. If Kyle's play calling is off, Purdy's going to be off. We've seen that early in the game. When they got the ball back, we go 60 yards, and they have one possession to score, they got back to their dinky dunk game. Kyle got, Kyle got back on his play calling duties, and, and Purdy led the drive down there. So if, if, if Kyle's having a bad game, Purdy's going to have a bad game. We've seen it. If, if Kyle's not coaching right and his play calling is off, Purdy has the ability to throw multiple interceptions in bunches. Wow. We've seen this. It's, it's fact. So, Kyle needs to be on his, on, on, on his dougie, and a defense needs to just, you know, and both needs to step up. It's just on both of Because I feel like the defense last week, it should have been 24-6 at halftime, to be honest with you. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. No, no, I'm not mad. It it's, it's, and the defense kept him. The defense, even the defense, kept him in that game. That that long run by Jones in the fourth quarter, they made that stop, and that really the reason why the Niners won. They ended up missing that field goal. Green Bay did so. The defense played well enough to win. I think we got two good corners. I'm, and people blaming the third corner. What's his name? They blaming him. I don't care about him. No, Most teams yeah. only got one good corner. Yeah, every third fourth corner. We played both of that money to make sure every. Don't be exposed like that. So, Bosa needs to step up. You make $100 million, man. Yeah. Go out there and make some plays. That's, that's what the great pass rushers do. So, no I'm doubt, Rock. We play our games. We got to do it. We got to win. No excuses. Don't count if we lose, pretty much. 
I'll, I'll throw that to you, Goo. And I know we've been talking a lot about pressure, especially last week, you know, discussing Purdy versus Shanahan, that kind of stuff. To me, the, the conversation or the question is at 888-957-9570, who's got more pressure on him, Kyle Shanahan or Steve Wilkes? Because I think it's a clear answer. Yeah, there's no doubt to me. It's and I'll go Steiny on you since he's not here. We love you, baby. The con- if you look at the contract situation, we know Kyle's going to be here. But when you talk about guys like Sam Bruno, uh, Rob, and Sam Bruno, and the fan base and the talking heads and the national media, I I, I think the pressure is on uh, Steve Wilkes. I I really do. And if Rob is like other 49er fans and he wants to see more from Bosa, what do good de- coordinators do? Sometimes they find ways to unlock said player and in this instance you talk about all that meat up on the d-line of the san francisco that the 49ers have at their disposal it was just it was held at bay it was uncanny and i still don't know why it's happening now big smoothie did say something about love and he got me thinking okay but yeah, Love didn't use his feet that much to where i saw bosa getting stood up by wide receivers i've never saw that well, that, that's true. Yeah, you, you can't be getting chipped by you know Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs. But one thing I do want to give the defense credit for is they kept, to the yeah. caller's point, they kept the team in that game in the first half. Yep. 49ers led 7-6 to six at half, even with Kyle mismanagement, Kyle's lack of play calling, Brock Purdy's inaccuracy, and the conditions not allowing the 49ers to put together all but one scoring drive. And held them to a fourth and one when uh, Greenlaw came and hit Love. Some say a bad spot, but they stopped him. But this is also another area in which the Lions are a different team than the Packers. You look at teams that convert in the red zone, which the Packers did not do twice in the first half. They had to settle for field goals. Oh, that hurts. The Detroit Lions are number four in terms of red zone efficiency in the NFL. When they get inside the 20, they tend to score. Oh, man. So the Niners... Look, and this is this was always like a classic Belichick type of, of defensive approach. I always felt like you could have whatever you want between the twenties, but you got to sure up inside the red zone. I wonder if the Niners can continue to do that because anytime you're an underdog and you're on the road, if you're settling for field goals, even if you're going up early, look, even when you're at home, we saw Philadelphia twice. They go they go down the field, march right up and down. We're wondering what's up with the 49ers defense. Yeah. They get field goals. You look up at the end of the first quarter. Seven six six nine. Like it's not phasing the 49ers if you're getting field goals. To the caller's point, if the Packers had scored twice there, that's a very di- even if they'd scored once, it's a very different ball game. And so early on, if the Niners don't have their best punch offensively, that to me is why. If we're talking about pressure, my clear answer is Kyle Shanahan. It's on Kyle to determine which way this game goes. Because if I'm looking at the identity of this football team, I know in the past they've been primarily defensive-based, especially in 2019. You talk about the defense being a major part of carrying the offense to a Super Bowl or near Super Bowl win. This season, it's been all about how many points they put up. Purdy for 30. I mean, they put up points in bunches. yes. And when the offense gets out and ahead, then it allows those elite pass rushers to pin their ears back. They don't have to worry about getting chipped. And I know that's not an excuse. You should be able to play both the run and the pass. That's when you you went on and got Chase Young. But the job becomes significantly easier on both the defensive line, hence the secondary, if you play with the lead. And that's why if I'm looking at pressure, talking about pressure, I know Steve Wilkes might be the guy that's gone at the end of the year. But Kyle Shanahan's got the most pressure on him in this game. Well, I, all right, I'm not mad at you, and I will say this: uh, when you talk of pressure, I, <laughs> I just couldn't believe he chose Kyle, and he did 
you know, to divvy it up the way he did in regard to uh, just the how he dispersed the uh, the plays and how he he thought that game was playing out to him to where he thought he should have Brock Purdy, who didn't have his best game, wasn't accurate early on, Evan. he Savage dropped that pick in the first drive, the glove gate. For Kyle not to be able to switch up on the fly or change up is, is, is kind of lemon booty-ish, but yet they got the job done. They scored on the last drive. But what about... The drive before halftime when mm-hmm. we thought Twitter was still the double up. Why was he so conservative? And that's why on a Wednesday, I can tell you and the listeners, I had flashbacks to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs when they had the opportunity to call a timeout. John Lynch looked like Darth Vader in the in the suite saying call a timeout and there was no t- like I don't know what that was about. And some say, okay, he didn't trust his quarterback. Well, he did trust his quarterback because he allowed him to throw damn near 40 times. So which one is it? So now, I thought Kyle had graduated. I'm going Kanye West graduation. Mm-hmm. I thought he I thought he got past that, but now I'm sucked back into where maybe big moments, he's so smart, so much stuff is going through his his mental computer that sometimes the wrong decision is 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 made. I think Kyle Shanahan tries to thread the needle. Again, he overthinks it more than he needs to. <sighs> One of the reasons you're here, and I, I know I just kind of came down the road of the, of the offense, but one of the reasons why you're here and you got one of the best point differentials in football is because you got a damn good defense. I was confused as to why Kyle Shanahan didn't trust his defense to potentially come up with a stop if the offense stalled or if there was time on the clock for the Packers. Like, that's why you have all the money invested in your D-line. You have an all-pro cornerback in Charvarius Ward. You have two all-pro caliber linebackers in Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. Use them. Mm. If your offense can go down the field, and and this is where I'm talking about threading the needle. To me, Kyle Shanahan was trying to take as much time off of the clock while getting a score. The goal should be to get seven points there. Yeah. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Because if you're quote-unquote doubling up, even if you score and they score, you're in the same position anyway. It's net neutral. Yeah. And then you get the ball coming out of the half. So I understand why he's trying to sort of finagle this thing and, and thread the needle. No, trust your defense to get a stop if your offense can't get it done. I'm not mad and that, that to me is is why it was there was such an incongruity there within the final few minutes of the first half is Kyle Shanahan... Looked like he didn't trust his offense, but to me it was almost like he didn't trust his defense if the offense stalled. And that to me is coaching scared. And it's something that we have seen before, which was another fear of mine, is what is going to happen if that position presents itself again? Is Kyle Shanahan all of a sudden, to your point about Kanye West, going to graduate? Yeah. I got more evidence to say that he's not. Yeah, no doubt. And if I'm a Niner fan, you know, I, the trepidation would be kicking in about, okay, again, I thought we were past this. And that that was another caveat to this game. You know, everybody, we can name them, go down the list outside of Warner and Greenlaw um, that didn't, that had a bad game. Kyle had a bad game, but they got away with it. And now here I go. Last thing about Wilkes. I do wonder if Jared Goff, who I expect to throw the ball 30 or more times, drops back to pass, and it's apparent to everybody watching, maybe in the second quarter he hadn't been touched, Evan. Dude, does Wilkes decide to blitz? Do you dial up? Do you manufacture a blitz? Now there's risk involved in that, mm-hmm. and they, they get chunk play. So there's a lot riding on, I guess, how the plan – of the Niners, how they want to skin this lion. 
I'll give you four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 888-957-9570 is the number. We're talking about the 49ers embracing the role of the villain. Do you think there's more pressure this Sunday on essentially the offensive coordinator, a.k.a. the head coach Kyle Shanahan, or the defensive coordinator in Steve Wilkes. I saw a defense that bent but didn't break on Saturday against the Packers. I don't know if that's good enough to get it done against the Lions because, to me, they are a much more efficient offense in the areas that hurt the 49ers, specifically on the ground and in the red zone. If you think differently, want to hear from you, 888-957-9570. Let's sneak, let's sneak uh, Silk in right before okay. the break here. What's Silk? up, Silk? You're on with Evan and Goo. How you doing? What's up? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my phone call. I just wanted to say this, man. That was a, 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 an, a, an example of the rough aspect. Hmm. The 49ers, as you know, when uh, when Thomas messed up the corner, he had a few games where he made a mistake or, or played bad. He comes back and played like a dog. You know what I mean? And then also understand this. The 49ers did what they need to do to win. It's playoff football. You're not going to win every game by 20 points, by 30 points. It's, that's not possible. We saw what the Rams did to Detroit. The Rams beat themselves. We'll be playing the Rams right now if the Rams win and miss them two field goals. This the NFC, man. It's the best division in the league, man. The Nord- they're not going to take it like we're supposed to. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Silk. And we'll I love that, but he was wrong on the last thing he ended with. Best division. Yeah. Or conference. I think that's what it, yeah. The Ravens of Kansas City scare me for the Niners. It's not about that today. But if you, the, the Niners are going to, or any team is going to earn winning this Super Bowl from the NFC because those two teams are good and complete. And hey, can I interest you in Christmas mm-hmm. game where we saw how that played out? It's hard to not keep the two teams on the other side of the bracket in your mind, especially when you're watching. Watching the game you saw on Saturday and the game that you're watching on Sunday. Now it's going to be you're going to know who you're playing. You know whether it's going to be the Chiefs or the Ravens. And I I don't know if fans feel like one matchup presents a, you know a difficult uh, different difficulty than the other. Be happy to get into that. But I do want to continue this conversation about the identity of the Niners right now, whether it lies on the offense or the defensive side of the ball, and whether or not you want to see them embrace that all-black mentality that they walked into Philadelphia with, because that's the Niners that I want to see. That's the Niners that I think can go win a Super Bowl. The team that is walking into the building saying it's a funeral today and not for the San Francisco 49ers. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daryl the Guru Johnson back after this on the other side. And a reminder, we are live and local all day Sunday for NFL Championship Weekend. Mark Granny, Sterling Bennett, get us rolling at 9 a.m., taking up until the kickoff show at 1 o'clock with Larry Kruger and our guy Lorenzo Neal live two hours before the start of the NFC Championship game. 3.30 kickoff, can catch it on Fox. Join us at the Hilton Santa Clara for delicious food, great drinks, and the best pregame show in the Bay Area. Presented by Habis Law. Have you been wrong? Habis Law will fight to make it right. Call 1-800-INJURED or visit HabisLaw.com. Steining Guru back after this. Evan in for Steining on 95.7 The Game. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.